Okay, so this area right here, that is about where they said that my package quote unquote disappeared, but I know they just lost it. And apparently the truck disappeared too, so go, go. Find it, comb everything you need to, and make sure you bring me some more enchilada sauce. And love. Yes, yes, we'll get someone to watch your dog. And I really hope that they find this package super important. Oh, hello, my best boys and girls. So a little while ago, I was in my home, my hometown. Uh, this was for my friend's uh, bridal shower. I meant I was saving the uh, world from uh, robot aliens, R robotic aliens. And yeah, I was basically saving the world. And, you know, that's why I couldn't, you know, make another episode, you know, saving the world and all that stuff, jazz, you know. So there was something on the TV. Shocker. I know stuff is on TV. But it was unfriended to the dark web. Now, this is extremely interesting because I saw the first Unfriended and to be honest, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was terrible. But I saw the trailer for the second one. Thought it seemed interesting. Watched a recap. Said, hmm, maybe this is actually okay-ish. And then I watched it because there was pretty much nothing else on and I really had nothing else going on that day. And what do you know? I somewhat enjoyed it. So, it was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. And so this episode, I will be going over what Unfriended 2 corrected about the first one. Now, the only real thing I have with this movie that I mentioned in the new Jumanji movie is it really can't tell, you, you can't really call it an Unfriended movie. And that's because it is a completely different plot than the original Unfriended. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I guess it did its job where it's like, hey, this is like just like the other Unfriended movie. You know, like, hey, look, see? It's, uh, it's all on a computer screen. But, like, characters are completely different because everyone else died. Uh, the characters are different. The plots are different. The setting is different. The quality is different. It's all different. I'm not really sure they could have called themselves unfriended. I mean, yeah, granted, it happens over Facebook, but I mean, like, can you do Instagram, like, blocked? Unfollowed, maybe? Because, <laughs> like, in 2014, Facebook was already <sighs> kind of going down on the decline. And yes, I do know people who still use Facebook. I don't use Facebook at all. Yeah, um, so maybe, like, unfollowed, Snapchat streak broken, whatever the phrase is for TikTok, because I don't really use TikTok that much. Maybe TikTok, your time's up. But yeah, I really don't think they could really use the title Unfriended when it's all completely different. Like, it's not actually called Unfriended 2. It's called Unfriended the Dark Web, which sounds like a sequel, but it's not really a sequel to Unfriended. Characters, different. Plot, different. Villains, way different. Everything, different. So I'm not really sure why they can call themselves Unfriended. Again, I don't really think... Again, I think they really made a ballsy move by calling it Unfriended. And by the way, that title actually, now that I think about it, doesn't really make sense whatsoever. Because the other Unfriended, it happened over Facebook. You know, they were friends on Facebook. They showed memories of them. And then they kind of unfriended each other because they kind of drifted apart. And one girl died. But this one, they don't unfriend anyone. They, they, they literally never met the hacker dude. <laughs> It's literally just not same as 
unfriend. <sighs> they they really couldn't call themselves unfriended, to be quite honest. But you know what? That's fine. I still saw it. Um, I guess they could have either hurt or helped their case a lot because you know, it's what it's, you know. If you really liked Unfriended, you would see this one. But if you didn't, then you wouldn't see it. But if you didn't like, but if you liked the first one, you wanted more of what the first one had for some reason, then you may not like this one because it's different. Anyways, yeah, I just don't think they could call themselves Unfriended personally. That's just me though. I mean, it did its job for by saying it's all on the computer screen, because if it wasn't and I didn't see a trailer, I might be thinking, okay, you can log off now and we can go see some actual people. Thanks. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. Just a little side note. So when I first saw the trailer for Unfriended 2, I already saw the first Unfriended. My reaction was very much the same of Kelly's in Jurassic Park 2, the original trilogy, when she realized they were making a second park. They're making a second park? At what happened to the first one? Because the first one was terrible. I did not like it at all. I mean, I'm just, I wanted to see it in theaters because it seemed kind of interesting, but thank goodness I didn't. Because, yeah, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. I did end up eventually seeing it, though, um, on my TV, just it happened to be on, I happened to watch it, and I regretted it. But yeah, in the words of John Hammond from Jurassic Park 2, though, they, to their credit, don't worry, I'm not making the same mistakes again. No, you're making, you're making all new ones. But they actually um, didn't really do that bad, actually. Um, now, I'll give my overall thoughts on it on the end. I don't want to give too much away, but they did do a lot better than the first Jurassic Park, or first unfriended it is nowhere near as good as Jurassic Park spoiler guys so before I get into what that did let's go over some stats trust me I know one of you really likes stats you know exactly who you are so the first unfriended made in 2014 released in 2015 it has a runtime of one hour and 23 minutes one two three Unfriended Dark Web, 2018, so four years later. One hour, 33 minutes. And um, what Unfriended got on Rotten Tomatoes is 61%. And what Unfriended 2 got is 60%. So in stats, we would call that not a significant number. It's like, you know, 1% difference. It's not significant. Maybe it's just, you know... It could have been attributed to multiple things. Like, it's not significant. Now, if it was, like, 60% and 40%, that'd be pretty significant. Or, like, 60% and 80%. Again, significant. But 1%. The only time 1% matters is if you're talking about milk. However, the main difference is how much money it made. Because it, both, it costs the same thing to make. It, they both cost one million dollars. And Unfriended made 62.9 million dollars. Unfriended 2, 16.02 million dollars. That is a massive difference. Now, we have to look at a bunch of stats. We have to look at variables. And yeah, 
if this was in 2020, I'd be like, okay, simple. They just didn't make as much because the theaters were closed. They literally couldn't see it. However, this is back in 2018 when things were relatively normal. And sure enough, it I think personally that the reason is because they saw the first one, they went, this sucks. And then they just didn't see it again. And then they didn't want to see the second one because why? I am personally surprised that they made a second one because Unfriended had a lot of mixed reviews. Like, I know someone who really loved it. I hated it. And then a lot of other people also didn't really like it. So they're just like, you know what? Let's make the same thing again. Now, for Unfriended, the first one, this is called Unfriended, it would have done a lot better, I think, is if they like made it a lot shorter, like maybe 30, 45 minutes, and then released it at a Sundance film festival or like some sort of experimental film. Because to be fair, it is very experimental. It's the, they're all on their computer screens and yeah, it's pretty much all on their computer screens. It seems a lot more like a concept film, like what a, a Quiet Place was gonna be. They were just going to release it like at a film festival because, you know, it's kind of experimental. However, uh, they didn't. They made a full-on movie with it. And then they just charged in and made a second one, which I'm really surprised they did. But anyways, here we are. So here's what Unfriended did wrong and what Unfriended the Dark Web did right. But first, we're going to go with someone who is always my friend, the sponsor of today's video. Let's hear from them, shall we? So I suppose I should give the basis of the plot for Unfriended. The first Unfriended is the two characters are talking, you know, their boyfriend, girlfriend, and, you know, they're apparently they can't meet each other in person, so they're just, you know, having some uh, fun, let's say, over video call. And then their friends all of a sudden magically appear for some weird reason. Total invasion of privacy, guys, first of all. And they're like, hey, what did you answer? It's like, I didn't. And so basically it's them talking and then they get a message from someone claiming to be their dead friend of a classmate who got bullied online for a video. And then she unfortunately killed herself. Again, that is one of the elements of Unfriend that I did like. It is, uh, I heard it's based-ish. It's based on cyberbullying. Let's just say that like. Uh, it's not a real case. A ghost didn't actually go and kill all of her friends online. No. Um, so what they did... So that was one of the elements I did like. And then the rest of the movie is just basically them... Um, ex basically the ghost exposing their secrets and stuff. And then everyone getting mad at each other. And then occasionally killing some people off. Unfriended 2, however, is, um, is different. It's uh, this guy... Matthias, Matthias, yeah. Matthias takes a laptop and then slips the, takes a laptop that's been sitting in this cafe for in Lost and Found for like three weeks. Then he goes and he finds all these really weird videos. Um, it's the dark web, basically, if you know what that is. Um, for those of you that don't know, the dark web is basically just a bunch of messed up videos. Like, and I'm not just talking about the gummy bear song or Cocoa Melon, or anything like that. No, like, this is, like, legitimately messed up things. Like, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, when I was a kid, not really a kid, when I was a teenager, I saw these, like, websites on, like, creepiest uh, websites, and some of them weren't that bad. 
some of, one of them was just like this little worm that you like you go back and forth on and he eventually you know it, it's called the seizure worm or staggering beauty or whatever basically it's like a little worm and you shake you move it around then when you shake it violently like it goes all crazy but the dark web was the only video was the only thing i didn't click on because that's like your computer could get hacked it's very messed up do not i cannot although i am mainly a comedy podcast i cannot stress this enough don't go on there please so he finds a bunch of people that make he finds out that there are some people that make videos for the dark web yeah so he finds that out um his friends are getting all kind of suspicious of him because he talks about it a little bit so his friends were like, huh, uh, dude, this is kind of weird. Uh, we don't really like this. Um, he's also talking to his deaf girlfriend at the time. And she gets mad at him at the beginning because he he used this app called Papaya, which is where he says something and it basically, you know, reads, it reads the lips or voice chats or something. And then it translates to him signing it for her. Fun fact, the girl that plays Amaya is actually deaf. So props to them for using someone who's actually deaf and like knows legitimately sign, knows legit sign language. And so uh, he basically gets her mad because he's like, he refuses to use sign language. He doesn't really like know how to use sign language. And so it just gets, he just doesn't know. He doesn't know how to. And she thinks he's just using a shortcut in order to take the easy way out. So he's also talking to her at the time. However, he like, you know, in his quest to find out what the heck this laptop thing is, he goes to something called the river and the river, honestly, the first time looks like Minecraft. <laughs> it legitimately looks like a Minecraft thing, like the wall, it's wallpaper, the walls, the torch, the canoe, it looks like someone made it in Minecraft. And then that's when things start to get bad. He finds out what the videos are. Um, the hacker dude kills the roommate of the deaf girl when she's taking a shower. Amaya, that's the girl's name. She kills the roommate of Amaya while she's in the shower. And then the hacker dude is threatening to take her as well. And like, Matthias, Matthias, gosh, his name's kind of odd, but Matthias loves his girlfriend. He's a good guy. Like, he's not like, eh, screw her, lol. No, she, he, and that's basically the plot. They try to figure out ways to, you know, stop it for them and Amaya and for everyone to live. Yeah, so that's basically the plot of both Unfriendeds. So, what the first Unfriended did wrong was that they were staring at their computer screens the entire movie. Like I said, it'd do better as a concept film, I think, you know, like maybe submit it to Sundance. But no, we were staring at the computer screens the entire time. Now, that's the same with Unfriended 2, the dark web. However, um, they made it a lot better. Like in the first one, they were just kind of staring. They were, they were just talking with each other. Sometimes they would get up and pace if they got mad. And sometimes like a pr their printer would start working or they'd go on like different apps. But no, this was just, you know, a Zoom call, basically. Basically brought you back when online classes were the main... Ugh, that was a terrible, terrible time. I did not want to repeat that. But Unfriended 2, they made it a lot better. They remedied that. 
Unfriended 2, they would... Well, first of all, Matthias, that's whose point of view they're seeing. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And so um, what happens is that... Uh, yeah. He... Um, He's talking with his friends, the big group. Then he's talking with the Maya. And then he's also showing the videos like, uh, what is this video, guys? Oh, gosh, turn it off. Please stop. It can't be real. It was uh, the, the video he was showing was the 2020 presidential debates, by the way. That's the horrible video that they didn't like. <laughs> and so um, that is basically what that's how they kind of remedied. Um, yeah, that's how they remedied it. Um they made it so it was more interesting. Like, he actually went on different websites. Like, Unfriended, the first one, it was just occasionally, like, a chat box. Uh, sometimes, like, something that, like, detects viruses. It, it, was a Zoom, it was a Zoom meeting. This one, it was actually a little bit more different. Like, he navigated it. They actually went somewhere. Like, at one point, a character takes the subway. Um, they actually are a lot... They're a lot better... I guess they, they move around a lot. It made it more interesting. Now it's still all on the zoom screen. So if you don't like that, then don't watch that. But I thought it was a lot better. It was a lot better executed. Execute order 66. And so it was, yeah, it was better. Basically what I'm trying to say is it was a lot better executed than it would be on, than it was on in the first one. Cause they just kind of stayed there and talked and yelled and cried and died this one they actually you know they talk they go around to different places they talk they talk to different people there's a lot more stuff on there yeah so um yeah a lot better so one of the parts about unfriended one that i didn't like was the camera quality sucked i did not like how blurry and how weird it was i, I don't know what they were trying to do maybe they're just like Hey, you know, it'd be spookier if we did this. No. It just made me think, oh, wow, these idiots need to get a lot better camera quality. Because <laughs> who wants to watch something that's bad quality? I mean, I guess if you like Sharknadoes. But it was like, <sighs> I think it was intentional. Like, it, it, it's bad if it's intentional. It's bad if it's unintentional. Because if it's unintentional, then that means that they let the schmuck who just, you know... <laughs> Who let the horrible quality, you know, ruin that part? But if it was intentional, then that's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know why it was bad quality. Like, it was all blurry and pixelated and just reminded me, like, ah, geez, this is how bad mine is. This one actually had high quality. Well, except for one or a few parts. Uh, when they ever showed the hackers on screen... Um, because they're the guys that are after them, the hackers. Um, they always, like, blurred them out, which I suppose would be, like, you know, how they'd actually do it. But it eventually, it was hard to, you know, keep that one kind of blur thing on. So it did kind of annoy me a little bit that it was just, you know, that it was constantly blurry. Sorry, cats. Um, so it was uh, it was blurry, and they kind of messed that part up because, you know, the whole screen eventually turned kind of blurry and all weird and pixelated. And yeah, it kind of, it was just kind of annoying. But then when they were gone, poof, back to normal. And so, yeah, this was a lot better quality. And yeah, that's uh, really all I could say. I mean, like, I 
yeah, they some they fixed that. I guess they realized that people didn't like it when things are bad quality. Shocker. I mean, I guess that's why, you know, The Godfather and... Uh, I mean, I guess that's why The Godfather and Avengers Endgame is, isn't blurry and stuff. Because people don't like bad quality stuff. Shocker. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I should make my voice a lot better, worse quality, uh, and hard to understand. Maybe you will actually like it. <laughs> yeah, they they eventually got their act together and realized, okay, we should make this good quality. And this was good quality. Like, crystal clear. Like, you were watching an actual movie. Like, well, I mean, this is an actual movie, but, like, you were watching something that, like, you know, good quality. That's honestly all I could say. It's not much really to explain there. Now, if you're a really eagle-eyed and keen listener you will know that I went somewhat out of order. Because I'm doing it pretty much in the order that Unfriended failed, that Unfriended 2 did good. Uh, the first one was this computer screens. However, the second one is the characters. And then the third one is back to the quality. However, I find that this one is really important and honestly one of the major things. Like, in Unfriended, first one, part one, whatever you want to call it, you hate all of the characters. The characters all suck. Like, they are terrible. Like, they're just annoying and petty and whiny and yelly and ugh. And eventually they expose all their secrets and you realize, oh, wait, they're not just annoying. They're actually bad people. Like, see this face, they're gray. This person is a crook. This person cheated on her boyfriend. Ugh, yeah, no. However, in this Unfriended, they're not bad people. Yeah, sure, the other guy took the laptop. It's been sitting in the lost and found for, what, three weeks, he said. But, I mean, that's relatively justified. And plus, the good things that he does after, during the movie is a lot more... It outweighs the bad. So, these characters are all actually likable. Like, one of the characters is kind of annoying. But he's not, like, annoying, like, ah, shut up! <laughs> shut up! And they're all fun. They're funny, too. Like, they're likable. Like, there's a pair of fiancés. There's a guy in London who's really good with tech. There's a conspiracy theorist. There's an Asian girl, that that part is eventually important, who plays, who is a musician. And yeah, um, the, the part that she realizes is important is because eventually she talks to her parents and walks off camera. And then eventually, when they see her again, she's on top of the building and then gets yeeted off. Um, yeah, so, uh, there's, they're actually good people in this movie, like, they all actually have depth, like, the, uh, yeah, there's this one conspiracy theorist, who they're all kind of tired of all of his crazy conspiracies, but, eventually, you know, he, uh, they're still friends with him, that you can tell they actually like each other, and they're, and that's what they meet on, they, they meet up for game night, and they do Cards Against Humanity, over the game, which, honestly, I guess they've never heard of Jackbox games, but I don't know how they, it works, but whenever floats your boat, I guess. I mean, 2020, we had to adapt. I played D&D over Zoom. I'm sure a lot of you guys played uh, Jackbox game. Jack, Jackbox, Jackbox, Jack, Jackbox, yeah, I'm sorry. Games over Zoom, over the phone, um... 
I know for sure I've played Minecraft. I mean, I'm probably just going to play Minecraft. Like, hey, look at my building, huh? Hey, look at this. Hey, let's make a farm now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, yeah, they basically, you know... Yeah, the characters all... You can tell they're actually good people and they're actually friends. Like, Amaya, she's really sympathetic because I get her frustration. She's been going out with him for a little while now i don't i don't think they say exactly how long but i mean like their relationship is that is really solid and she's clearly annoyed because he wouldn't learn sign language and to be fair he is kind of um not that good in that sense like he's not like mike season four of uh stranger things bad but he still is not optimal like he it's, not, it's mainly just the sign language barrier. The, there's literally a language barrier between them. But you can see that he deep down cares. He's like, just, he told the hacker guy, he's like, my gosh, my cats are crazy. He doesn't tell the hacker that his cats are crazy. That'd be kind of out of, that'd be kind of weird since no pets are mentioned, I don't think. So he basically tells the hacker, he's like, do whatever you want with me. Just let Amaya go, please. And he also, um, so the main plot, one of the main plot points is that they kidnap people, like random girls, and they kidnap them, and they basically uh, use them for these horrible videos. I won't get into it, but just know it's bad. And so one of the girls is kidnapped, and, um, and he said, um, and at one point... Someone transfers some money. One of the sickos that wants to watch the videos transfers some money, like the account money, which this idiot <laughs> kept his thing logged in. Don't know why you would want to do that, but he kept he kept his thing logged. He kept his all of his passwords and stuff logged in, so any random joke could be like, "Oh, my money." So he transfers it into a Bitcoin account and he tell, and even though the guy's like, no, 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 you are making a big mistake. Do not do that. Stop. And uh, he basically tells them like, he's like, all right, you get the money back when I see the girl is back home and safe with her family. So he puts his life on the line to help someone he's never met before just to save them from a terrible fight. See, stole a laptop that was in the lost and found for three weeks. But help someone out. And they also also they also seem like good people. Like at one point, one of the girls in the couple says, like, she's like, I found out this person is actually missing. And she's like, I'm gonna go down to the police station and I'm going to tell them basically what's going on, and we will put an end to this. So they are actually good people. Like, they don't they just seem to get mildly annoyed. There's no horrible secrets out, like, hey, the conspiracy theorist secretly doesn't approve of my relationship or secretly tried to steal my fiance from here. Hey, the British guy actually is the one that ratted me out to the cops or is secretly working for the bad guys. Or, hey, the musician the musician bombed my house and murdered my family. Hey, the conspiracy theorist is going to try to blow up the world. No, it's not like, you know, they're actually good people. Like, when it was bad people, it was hard for two reasons. One, you don't really like them. And you kind of want them to just shut up any any method they can, including death. And they're just like, they're bad people. This one is better because, one, I don't want to watch annoying people. I went to high school. I already had enough of that. And two, 
you can kind of see your own friend group in this. Honestly, like in high school, I just mentioned high school. I was part of this club. Um, it's called the WHS Series Club. I called it a train wreck because <laughs> it was a train wreck and we got nothing accomplished. But one of the things I remember is doing a bunch of group chats. And yeah, none of the bad stuff happened. And we just kind of played, you know, I think uh, Kiss, Mary Kill, um, Two Truths and a Lie, I feel like. But we, the paranoia, that was a bad, that was an interesting one. And so we basically, you know, I could see my own friend group in that. And I, and if they're annoying, I'm like, eh, don't want to be any of them. But I could kind of see my own friend group in that, just, you know, having a good time, just being friends. And especially with 2020, like, I have, unfortunately, we, we all lived through the pandemic. This was before the pandemic. And uh, we did meet over Zoom a lot. Or Zoom, WebEx, whatever you want. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, the characters were like a thousand times better. Actually, add a thousand times better. Because if you multiply their goodness by zero, you still get zero for the original. But these characters were like a thousand percent there. A thousand percent better than the original characters. So the thing I liked about Unfriended 2 a lot better than Unfriended 1, the plot. I think the plot of the first one was pretty bad, but the plot of the second one was actually pretty good. So I briefly went over how the first one is basically like, they're running around with like chickens with their heads cut off and trying to, you know, figure out what was going on. And then when they do, eventually the ghost wants to play, make them play truth or dare. No way. No, never have I ever. Shoot. Truth or dare is a different one. So never have I ever, that's basically like, I have never done this. And if you put something, you put a finger down. Like, never have I ever adopted a mom and her kittens. Never have I ever started a podcast. Never ever saved the world from robots. Never have I ever tried to overthrow the world government and succeed in, and successfully install yourself as a puppet master. Never have I ever eaten escargot. Oh, hmm, I just lost. And you put your finger down if you've done that thing. Um, and then basically she just kills them off once she re reveals their horrible secrets. Yeah, didn't like that really that much. However, this one is a lot better because there's kind of two plots going on. Like he's talking with his girlfriend trying to get that to work. Then he also has to figure out what's going on with all those weirdo videos. And so basically what happens is one of the hacker, it's a bunch of hackers like from the dark web. And that's where I just want to talk about this for like a little bit. Ghosts. You could believe in them. You could not believe in them. You could think there's something else. It's disputed. But like hackers, like this stuff actually is like real stuff. The dark web is like real and really messed up. Like there are some messed up people out there. And the dark web is actually real. And these hackers are real. And what they can do is also very real. So protect yourself by using NordVPN. Now, um, hang on. Also, cats jumping on your counter is real. So all that stuff that they do is real. Like, granted, you're probably not going to fall into their trap. But, like, unless you're, like, you, you, you can choose not to believe in ghosts. You can choose not to believe in werewolves. But this stuff is, like, legit stuff. Like, again, it's not, I'm not trying to make you paranoid or, like, say it's, like, widespread and, like, uh, statistics say someone you know is going to get kicked. No. Just the fact that it is undisputably real, unless you're like a hacker atheist or a dark web atheist. <laughs> like, uh, I don't believe in that. 
um, okay, go back to your churches. I don't believe in the dark web or hackers. I'm a hacker atheist. No one could possibly do that. Yeah, um, that's undisputably real. And that's what honestly is one of the more terrifying things about this because while it's not based on actual true life events, it's somewhat potentially real. That's all I'm going to say about that. But so basically they're trying to figure out like how to stop this, like how to get the girlfriend safe, but also, you know, keep themselves safe as well. Because he hears about his girlfriend. He basically tells his girlfriend to come over, although she's still kind of mad at him. It's like, please, just come over. And then when they come over, hacker dude is going to follow her. her. They're going to make a switch with the laptop part ways, and everyone's all happy. And so he finds the video. And so he finds the videos. He shows it to their friends. Their friends are in danger now. And basically, the it's called the guy, Charon4. Charon is basically the name of all the... Hacker, dark web dudes. And Sharon Ford is part of something called the Circle. Now, what the Circle does is they actually work for aliens and they kidnap people. And then you have to vote people off. Like, if you say something racist or sexist or homophobic or just something horrible, you're going to get voted off. They vote by, by like placing their hand. They go, boom, shoom, and then they die. Oh, wait, no, that's not the Circle. The Circle is just basically a bunch of hackers and stuff and dark web dudes that take people and they can kill people and hack into your computers and basically say like anything they want. So when the guy finds out, he's like, you're a thief. You stole my laptop. Matthias looks into their, looks into the camera and says, I made my mistakes. In all my years of public life, I've never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. In all my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. And I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, I welcome this kind of examination. Because people have got to know whether or not their boyfriend, their friend, this person that took a laptop is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I got. But it doesn't really work for him because he sees right through the lies, just like Anakin sees through the lies of the Jedi. And... He's basically like, okay, if my circle finds out, they're going to kill you and everyone associated with you, including your girlfriend, Amaya. And so they have to try to, you know, work together kind of, you know, to make sure they don't figure it out. However, they do figure it out. <clears throat> the hackers broke into the computer screen. They can see everything everyone is saying, like everything they're doing. Um, yeah. That didn't work, did it? <laughs> Um, so what they did is when the girl's on the subway, the girlfriend's on the subway, he knows they lose connection. And so he tells them like, it's all, so he first tries to throw him off by saying like, it's fake guy, I made it up, lol, go about your business. It's game night. I tried to do like an alternate storyline, like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And eventually they, uh, and eventually they are like, okay, cool. You got us. You've been Kerpranked with Justin Kerpranked. And so he's like, he's like, all right, you got us. And then eventually someone, Nari, the one of the girls, starts to get suspicious. And by the way, can I just mention something real quick? This isn't the first time I've talked about a character, Nari. Or the actress for Nari is Betty Gabriel. 
Now, I wondered why it was familiar, and I looked it up, and Betty Gabriel plays Georgina in Get Out, which I gave a very special shout-out to her on my podcast about Get Out because she took the role of Georgina and just absolutely killed it. She was amazing. Like, I hope she won an award for that. It was a supporting role, but man, it freaked me out. It freaked everyone watching out. She ah, she was great at that. And so she's back for Unfriended 2. And so she's still a little bit suspicious of it. Like, huh, maybe that's not really true. I'm not really. I, I don't think that's true. And so um, basically what happens is that, yeah, he basically tries to, you know, make them think it's all just a game and that he's just making it all up. But then he eventually tells them that it's like real. They realize one of their friends is actually dead. One of their friends already died by then. And so, and so they try to do this. They try to go on with playing cards against humanity, but uh, that seems kind of weird. That, that scene is like super awkward and just super weird. Like, my gym teacher got fired for putting this on the basketball courts. And they go around saying their answers. She's like, ah, I like that one. Like, just terrible acting, which, you know, if you watch your friend die, that's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, can I just mention something real quick? In the first Unfriended, their deaths get kind of, you know, you can see they're distressed, but they're just kind of, you know, they're not like, you know, torn up about it. This one, the guy actually cares, probably because the friends are horrible people. This guy, that guy actually cares about his friend's death. And like, he's a mess by the end of this. He's like, I lost everyone. Like, I, I, I lost a whole bunch of people I care about. And so he uh, basically, you can see it takes a toll on him. So anyways, um, what happens is that... Uh, so they basically, you know, say the lines. They uh, basically, but they don't think it's good enough. And they, the way the hackers take, get rid of them is pretty interesting. Because in the first one, the ghost uh, just possessed them and just made them kill themselves, basically. Like, um, yeah, that's basically what happened. And then in this one, though, they do it a bit unique. Like, for instance, uh, one of the hackers, one of the characters, the conspiracy theorist, my favorite character actually, has a podcast. Like, hey, nice. Appreciate the shout out to podcasters all around. And so they edit all of his clips, make a call 911, making it sound like he's going to commit like mass murder. And so then the police show up at his door. He can't hear his friends because he's using earbuds. And so they're all telling him, get on the ground, they're going to... And they downloaded the shotgun sound effect, and they played it right as the police are at his door. He gets shot multiple times. I feel like his death could have been prevented if he, like, actually got on the ground and, like, actually, you know, hid. Or so, like, he's unarmed, showed him his hands and all that jazz. But, yeah. Ripperoni. Um, one of the girls is actually a lesbian. The couple is actually a lesbian. And they... they uh, To see what she has to go through, one of, the, one of them's already gone, like, trying to get, like... A, trying to pick up the girlfriend on the train station. And like the girl, uh, Nari, Nari's dad does not approve of them. The, they're lesbian. The, the fact that they're both lesbian. Uh, the mom's, uh, the girl, the other girl, Serena's mom is chill with it, but she's on the hospital, like on life support. And so 
what happens is that I don't know why they picked on poor Serena. Serena got it worse. Like they told Serena, the circle hacker dudes, like they played a clip over and over of her basically telling her fiance. I think they were engaged at the time. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to have to choose between you or me and your family. And then they just repeated choose between me and your family, choose between me and your family multiple times. So they isolate Serena from the other two that are still alive at the time. And they show her two screens. One is her mom on life support. And the other is her fiance at a train station where there's a hacker right there. And she has to choose to save one. She doesn't choose. I don't think she can choose. And then she has to watch as her mom's life support is plugged and her fiance is pushed under the train tracks to her death. Like that's psychological torment. She got it worse and then she eventually dies too. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. A lot, a lot worse. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know why she got it worse. I don't know why they're just like, screw you. And so, uh, yeah, the plot was a lot better and they have to figure out like how to stop it and how to, you know, and how to, you know, basically make it better and solve the thing. And that's what I think Unfriended 2 is a lot better because they're trying to solve like a plot. Like, how do I get safe? How do we defeat these hackers who can see us all? We can't call the police because they said if you call the police, you die. And yeah, that was honestly one of the things that I liked about it. The plot was interesting. The guy eventually gets on his bike to pick up his girlfriend. Then he gets hit by a car and dies. Um, apparently there is alternate endings to this, though. Um, one, uh, one of them that I'm just going to say is my favorite. I don't know how much alternate endings, but there's a lot of them. Is like that. So he meets his girlfriend. They like hug and stuff. They're like, ah, I'm so glad you're safe. And then all the creepy dudes appear and like point guns at them. And then they start a poll saying, should they live? And the votes are going in. It's starting to get towards no, but then one of the guys shares a file saying they deserved it. And they show the big move that he made. Like how he put all the big, how he put the money that the guy paid. There's a guy, I don't know. I'm sorry. <sighs> Sometimes I record things in one segment that I forget to mention in other segments. So, so one of the things that he does is that he, um, someone pays the main guy money into the account, which is why he just doesn't return. He's like, oh, money. And so he basically pays the money in the account like, hey, he's like, here, this is for the job. Good job, dude. He's like, what's this for? He's like, for the video that you made me, remember? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so he transfers that into his account, although guys like, do not do it. Don't do it. And so... He says that you get the money back when the kidnapped girl is safe. And so he shows a video of him doing that, saying they deserved it. And then they all vote yes. The guys are awkwardly standing there while they hug and embrace. And they get let go. That's the happy ending. The other unhappy ending is the guy gets hit by a car or the guy's buried alive. Yeah, not very happy endings. But still, the plot really made the movie a lot better than its predecessor. Now, did I like this movie? I'd say so. Would I spend money on it? No, I really don't think I would. I just think it's shocking that they made a second one and they actually learned from their mistakes. Like, they corrected a bunch of stuff. Like, they corrected characters, quality, plot, the hell you're staring at the computer screens. They made us all watch it longer. 
well, not really longer than the movie shorter, but still, um, yeah, they, uh, they learn from their mistakes. And I just think that's great that they should be commended for that. Now, when I watched again, maybe I, I watched it once. It already got my interest, but I don't think I would spend money on it. Meaning go to the theater for it. And there is one thing I really didn't like about it that I thought was kind of stupid. And that's the ending song in the credits. Um, now, I mentioned this in my Is Die Hard a Christmas movie. It is. Um, and uh, what they did, that the music wasn't, you know, creepy. It wasn't, you know, it didn't fit. It made it seem like you were just, you just finished watching a teen, like a teen movie that didn't have literally all of your main characters getting killed or taken. It was like really upbeat and positive, like funky, like I guess, not really funky, but just kind of, you know, teen music. Uh, I don't really know how else to describe it. It was just upbeat and really out of place and didn't fit like whatsoever. I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, again, didn't really take away from the experience of just like, oh, why are you playing this song? Like, it, it, it can't be played ironically because it's, you know, the end of the song. But it, it just, it really didn't fit for the thing, so. Yeah, that's all. I'm just saying that, one, the credit music didn't really make sense at all. And the, uh, yeah, the, I just think that it was a good movie. Now, it was a decent movie. Now, is it like, you know, Endgame or Godfather? No. But it's not Sharknado or the first time friend either. I just think it's cool that they learned from their mistakes. So that was the part of Wrap it up, slap it when I send it to you guys. And I scared my cat. So, Unfriended 2 was a lot better than Unfriended 1. Mainly because they didn't, they, with, with, they was still all on the computer screen, but they did it a lot better. Like, they didn't make it so boring. Like, he actually talked to a different person. They actually got up and moved within their kind of area, like, a lot more. You saw what they were looking at a lot more. It wasn't just watching a Zoom call. Did a lot better. Um, the quality, like, it's now crystal clear. It's not, you know, really, really bad quality. I don't know why that was a decision of the first one. And they also, in addition, they also made the characters actually a lot more likable and less obnoxious. Now, <clears throat> one of the uh, things that I really liked about the second unfriended is the plot is a lot better like they actually have to do something this is more structured plot rather than just running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying to solve trying to did i guess survive or have their secrets revealed and not die because of it yeah i didn't like the plot of the first one this one was actually like okay we gotta save i gotta save my girlfriend i gotta keep all my friends safe gotta live yeah this one was a lot better so uh yeah that is the end of uh this podcast episode now Bit of a disclaimer. It is not Tuesday when I'm recording this. It's a Thursday. Why am I telling you this? Because on Tuesday, I start an internship. And with more hours on my job also, I will be a lot more busy. So that being said, please bear with me. If I go a week without posting, I apologize. Without telling you guys, I apologize. Just bear with me. This is a big time in my life. I, again, I figured out I can record and, you know, you know, save and record 
and all that stuff on uh yeah i figured out i can save and record and set for a different date so just please bear with me and i thank you guys so much for your patience and your continued support you guys mean the world to me and i honestly cannot thank you enough so thanks for that guys just continue to be patient with me see ya see you next episode and roll credit